From the Center for Conscious Communication, this is Leading Life. Hi, everyone. My name is Stacy Carruth. I'm the founder of the Center for Conscious Communication, and this is Leading Life, a podcast spotlighting women business leaders who are making a difference, following their passion and challenging the status quo. Today, my guest is Lauren Griffith, the founder of Lauren Griffith Interiors, an interior design firm based in Casper, Wyoming, that's been serving the Rocky Mountain region and beyond for more than 20 years. Lauren is known for her bright pops of color and bold patterns woven beautifully into her modern designs. She specializes in residential and commercial interiors. You can admire her work when you're in Casper at Rocca's Pizzeria, the Drinkery right next door to Rocca's, the Rib and Chop House, the Branding Iron, and Wind City Sweets and Treats. And for more inspiring photos, check out her website at laurengriffithinteriors.com. And if that isn't enough, Lauren is also set to launch Alma Home, a boutique with fun and unique home essentials on the fringes of downtown Casper. More on that and so much more on today's episode of Leading Life. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you, Stacy. I'm so glad to join you. Well, let's jump right in. I know, Lauren, that you graduated with a degree in interior design and construction management from Colorado State University. What inspired you to pursue interior design? So growing up, my mom was artistic and my dad was an engineer, and I knew I always wanted my own business. I think that I started in business and then I went in design in the construction field and then worked kind of all over in engineering and development and had a ton of really great experience in my 20s. And I think always knowing that I would pursue something on my own. Um, I'm a much better business owner than an employee. <laughs> so I love the risk. I love the flexibility. I like charting my own course. And so construction management was great because I learned a lot about the field that I'm in, like to so many diverse experiences and so much information that I use every day. But mm-hmm. I really like the creative component rather than the management component. So when I just I dabbled a little bit in design and then just it organically just started with one project and then another and then it just kept growing. And so I've just been so fortunate that this is what I get to do. Yeah. So you got to mix business with your creativity and grow something that gave you some flexibility, it sounds like, and fills you up. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. So you said you've always wanted to work for yourself. How did you know that you wanted to do that? I'm thinking back on my own childhood thinking, I've, I don't know that I ever even gave that a lot of thought. I think it was just living with that. I, I saw the way like my dad, how he ran his business. And then so my grandparents adopted me and raised me. So, so it was like in his retirement years then when he stopped his engineering firm and started consulting and doing other things. And I just really loved that. I loved watching him try new things, take risks, try things out. Some didn't work. Some did. 
and I love that, you know, he could work from home. And so I think just experiencing that made me know, like, I'm not going to just do the daily grind. I'm just not going to do it. I don't want to do it. And um, I'm glad that I got to had a handful of really great jobs in my 20s where I did work for people. But overall, like I just I knew eventually, like I'm going to learn from these people and then hopefully I can do this for myself. Lovely. So you did work for other people. And one of the places that you worked was in Jackson, correct? Mm hmm. I did. I worked for an engineering firm up there and I was able to do AutoCAD and concrete testing and field work, surveying, so many different things in the engineering field and worked then for developers up there on residential projects and saw the perspective of financial, like how to fund a project, what it takes to market it, like this holistic view on construction and design and development. And so, and then I got to work with FF&E on projects. It kind of led to different things. Um, and then green building, um, helping a project get LEED certification and gaining my LEED certification. My emphasis in college was sustainable design and historic preservation. So it's a lot of different realms under one big roof of construction and design. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just so happy I got to do all of that because it's just not a typical path for, you know, a designer. So, I mean, I started it with construction and then, you know, went the other way. And a lot of times designers start in design and then they learn the construction on jobs. So I think that it really helped me um, understand how to put things together. And then the creative component and like the sourcing component has come then later. Mm -hmm. I, it's interesting, but it's, it's working. <laughs> you checked a lot of boxes. Yeah. So what was the tipping point? When did you leave working for someone and actually go out on your own? So I had worked for the state of Wyoming for four years doing project management for capital construction school projects. And then it led me into a little bit of FF&E and furniture fixtures and equipment. So I was doing that and I, I really, I admired my, I had a mentor that I worked for who is fantastic. And then my boss, who is also fantastic. And I, I stayed at that job because of them. And I really, really admired them. And they gave me a lot of freedom and flexibility. Then my mom um, became ill and died. And I was trying to figure out like a transition right before that occurred. I was just feeling like this is not going to be my forever job. And I think just, I don't, it was a like a point where I was like, okay, like I can change things now. I don't have to stay in this. And it kind of gave me some time for reflection and I just had been there four years and I was like, I'm just going to take a little time off and then kind of see where this leads. So I worked doing a little bit of cabinet design and I worked for another developer in Casper, hoping kind of to take over or maybe like move into more of a, an owner role and it wasn't going to work. And so it just, it was almost serendipitous. I mean, people just started learning that I was doing a little bit of a design and then they came to me. And then I had people say, oh, you can't do that in Wyoming. You're never going to make money. You're not going to do it, which lit a fire. That really sparked because when people say that to me, anything like that, oh, man, that just then I want to prove I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the point when I was like getting these jobs, looking at the financials, like, OK, can this really grow legs? Can I really make enough money to make this work? And I just talked to some people in the industry that understood financials better than me. 
and like thought, okay, how many jobs do I need? What does this look like? You know, and then really truly the business components, like I need a website, I need, who am I gonna have do that? And when, and when you start, it's a lot of like, okay, can we trade services for this? How do I get a website and you can get design? Like you're just thinking about how to do things without the cash flow. And so it just was this little step-by-step -step process and then it, it just worked. Then I got bigger jobs and more like people in Wyoming would recognize me or recognize my work. And luckily I haven't had to market a lot and that's not typical either, but the state is different. It's so different here than I think a lot of places that word of mouth goes so far. I just have been really fortunate in that way. Yeah, Wyoming is that word of mouth. That's so interesting for you to say that. I think there's so much truth. So in a recent conversation, you said when you started Lauren Griffith Interiors that you didn't say no to a project and you worked your ass off. Yeah. Did you say that's the ticket to really becoming a successful entrepreneur then? It was for me. I mean, I just had to cut my teeth and learn. And that for me was the way to do it. Like, I mean, I just thought, you just don't know when your next project's going to come. So I was like, yep, I got this. It's a bathroom. It's kitchen cabinets. It's a remodel. Okay, it's a restaurant now. You know, I'd say yes, and then I'd freak out. And I'd be like, okay, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, remember, I put in a number to an architect for this school. And I mean, I just remember being like, okay, what if this is accepted? And then it was, and then they, they won the... Um, the job and I was like oh, okay now what like <laughs> okay I really gotta figure this out now <laughs> I just had developed really good relationships with people in the industry even from working for the state it just I mean growing up here and I mean I just reached out and I was very honest I'm like okay I'm doing this here's what I know here's what I do not know can you help me? And people are, they want to help. And so I would travel to Denver and meet with a vendor. I would go meet with an architect. I would just tap into all of these tools and resources until I had enough understanding and skills like under my belt. Mm -hmm. So, and then it just would transform. And now, I mean, I'm always learning and the projects are never the same. It was a lot, but it felt so good. Every time I did a project that I was growing, I mean, it was so tangible. That's the great thing about design and these projects is you see the result. You see it. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I had a hand in this. And they're so, it's so fulfilling. And so then it's like, okay, well, if I did that, then I can do the next whatever, bigger thing. <laughs> and it just gives you confidence to just go try whatever it is, the next thing. Yeah, just building confidence one project at a time, it sounds like. Absolutely. It was. <laughs> or several ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So was there a point though? I wonder if you just reached a point where you're like, okay, now I feel confident. Like where you noticed that there was a, a shift. I'm hearing that you're learning all the time. But yeah. I wonder, I think looking from the outside, sometimes it just looks like people just have it all together and no problem. Was there ever a point when you felt like that? I think getting older, maybe turning 40, I think it's just an attitude of like, just feeling like it's okay to recognize what you know and what you don't know. And I mean, I feel like I've not ever been afraid to be like, I don't know this and I need help. But I think now it's more like I can look at what I've done and feel good about it. 
and realize all I've learned. And there's just something to be said about that. And realizing too, talking to all these people in the industry, I had this impression that everybody knew more than me and that I just almost, it was like imposter syndrome. It's like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know these things. Like going to the market for the first time or going to market. I was like, oh gosh, people are going to know. Like, I don't know what to ask. <laughs> like, what do we do? And then we got there and it was a completely different experience. It was fabulous. And I mean, I just got over it, but it's good to know now that I have relationships in the industry, like we are all learning different things. We all are in a very different place. Everybody struggles with different challenges, whether it's internal or like with their employees or it's finances or it's their pipeline or it's not understanding a component. And I think that really helped me feel like, okay, you know, we're all in this together. I have people I can talk to. Um, We can figure it out. And I think hiring employees helped me too, because I thought, oh, I have to do all this all myself. But having people work for you that we're coming in with different experiences too and being able to say, okay, this is, you know, my process. And then you're repeating what you know. And I think it helps me to realize, okay, I know more than I think. Cause I'm like, okay, you know, I remember being where they are at 27 and now I'm 43 and I'm like, okay, I have learned a lot <laughs> that you don't realize. And when you're on your own, you're just like doing your thing and you're just kind of, a, you get really bogged down sometimes in the things you don't get off your list and not the things you've accomplished. Mm-hmm. And so I think saying to myself and, you know, check the checking the list and have my employees reminding me, we have done a lot. <laughs> Look at where we were last year. And I'm like, you're right. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> we have done a lot. So that's part of the entrepreneurial spirit too, I think is like, we just see more, like more options, more ways to do things a different kind of a business plan, you name it. Like we're always looking at, like, we look at things a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's kind of a side effect of that maybe is just, you know, saying, oh my gosh, there's always more to be done or I don't know enough. So it's helped me to, to just think about it differently and, and grow from that. Oh, I wonder if you look back on your Instagram page, because I was looking through your Instagram and the number of projects that you've done is incredible. And I would think just because what you do is so tangible and so visible that it is a great way to be able to go back and celebrate some of those beautiful projects that you completed. Do you ever do that? Oh, I'm so critical, but yes, I try. I try and when I'm scrolling through my projects on my, you know, my files, I'm like, we've done a lot of projects, you know, I'm trying to find a client on my screen and I'm like, okay, I thought of that this week. I was like, that's a lot. I'm only an S, you know, I'm trying to get down to T. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's a lot. And I think like, to me lately, what's really been that I really made me realize what we've done and how much is that we're just spreading out geographically more. And that says a lot to me. I mean, just, just, you know, hearing you can't possibly do this in Casper and then it's like, well, not, we're not only in Casper, we're in Cody and we're all over the state and then we're in Nebraska and then we're in Montana. And it's like, that is so nice to feel like, okay, this, it makes sense. You know, what we're doing makes sense. And we're trying to always hone in and make it better and really you know, and with our new space and everything, it's like, we really want people to see like we, what we do, what we have the capabilities of doing, because now that we've done all these projects, it's like, all right, 
you know, what's our next step? What, how, what do we want to focus on? How do we want to grow? And so, yeah, it's been quite a trip and Instagram does help like see that. <laughs> well, I loved looking at it. I find it incredibly inspiring. So Thank you. I, I read you want to be known throughout Wyoming and it seems that you're well on your way to achieving that. So tell me a little bit about where we can see your work and markets that you are looking at moving into. We're currently, okay, one of our most fun projects right now is this little um, old old motor lodge here in Casper, and we're redoing that. And I, that one is so fun for me because, I mean, our downtown is growing and expanding, and that is just, I think it's on the cusp of like really we just, we need a boutique, like funky hotel downtown. So I love that project because it's been on my mind. And I mean, I even like have been looking at that lot for years and like, God, that could be so cool. It's by the river. It's kind of a connection to downtown. And so um, that is really exciting. We're working on a few school projects around the state, some health and wellness centers, uh, homes, residential is, uh, that's one of my favorite things. It's hard though. I say that. And then like, I think of schools and they're complex projects that take a lot of time and the bidding process is really timely, but I love the end product and knowing that we're impacting kids and their learning and teachers. That is so fulfilling to me that whenever a school project comes up, I'm like, yes, because I just love it. I love the furniture. I love the finishes. I love just that it's going to be around for a long time. That's There's something really nice. And a lot of people will be in that building. Mm. I love residential, but it's totally different. You know, I mean, a lot of people get to experience a public building and a residence is, you know, it's not the same, but there's a different creative component about that too, which is so fun. So it depends on the day. I, I love doing homes too. So working on homes all over the state and um, just kind of, and then Scott's Bluff health and wellness. And so it's just been great, great growth all over the place. (laughs) Well, you have a really distinct style. I think Lauren, tell me a little bit about what inspires you. It changes over time. I, I love texture. I love color. Obviously I love pattern. Uh, I love really clean. I like clean lines, but then I like to throw in something that, that mixes it up like antiques. I really like incorporating antiques and art, um, and lighting. (laughs) And then I say that and I'm like, and tile. And it's like, I love it all. (laughs) I've really lately been really loving, um, mixed media art. Like I love art. I think that that can completely give a project life and really give it inspiration and i love incorporating art interesting art i think when you see the showroom and the things we're trying to do like i really am trying to incorporate interesting art and local artists and western artisans that's become just like something i just love in the last probably five years is i think growing up in the west I mean, seeing the the Western style, I was like, oh, gosh, you know, and I wanted to like everything modern, mid-mod, like I wanted anything but like the classic cliche Western. Mm-hmm. And the, I want to say the last probably 10 years, it's just I liked different facets of it. And now I love it. So I love incorporating 
different components of Western art, but more, more modern pieces as well, furniture, textiles. I like to just mix and match. I think that it's evolving. I mean, I will always incorporate bold colors. I always like a lot of textiles. I will always have a place in my heart for mid-century furniture. But I think that the more I grow, the more I want to, like, how do you incorporate that with some Western pieces too? You know, how do you, how do you just make people think, like, when they're in the space of, oh, that's intriguing. How did, you know, where did that come from? Or how did they do that? So it's not like the general, like, you know, log cabin but X. It could be a log cabin, but I want it to feel interesting. Yeah, not your typical bears on a log or something. Right. Elk is a little chandelier. Yes, exactly. The ones we, you know, the metal ones. Yeah, I'm like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so appreciating the West and the Western style, and then also adding these splashes of color and this and modern and touches modern yeah. as well exactly contemporary yeah. i like contemporary western i gotta put a name on it it's not <laughs> mountain modern it's your own <laughs> style it's your own thing yeah, it's <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so i don't think i realized that you did windy city treats that yeah, that was your design and their bathroom. I really going through. I'm going to say to everyone, if you have not checked out Lauren's Instagram page, I highly recommend it because I think we take it for granted that these are really beautiful spaces, but we don't take into consideration who actually designed it. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, well, of course, Lauren did that. I, it makes total sense. Okay, so bathrooms, I love to celebrate bathrooms because I feel like you can do so much. Like you can have a space that is so neutral and like a completely different style. And I think that like having something so fun in the bathroom is just, it's funny and it's unexpected and it's just a fun talking point. I'm so happy I've had these clients that have been like, yes, do it, whatever you want in the bathroom. And I'm like, I'm going to do it, like the mixtapes. And I really wanted people to like write their name on each mixtape, you know. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to start that and just start writing names on those. <laughs> um, but I just think it's fun. My parents had, in their mid-mod house, they had like the blue bathroom and the pink. And they had the craziest wallpaper. It was so trippy. It was hilarious. And each were very different one was super floral and 70s and the other one was like almost like a wave like but shiny and it was so and I think that is why I love bathrooms because I just think every I remember my friends coming over in high school and being like I'm like we would go in the bathroom and check the bathroom out with the blue toilet and the wallpaper and it was so funny and I'm I'm still like why did we do that but it's because they didn't hadn't seen anything like that and so it's great to be able to be able to, to or to do that and just just do something super fun off the cuff that you're not going to have in any other room, but you could do it in a powder or a little bath. Yeah, so, it's like a hidden my little spaces. <laughs> yeah, I know my daughter has. If we're in a fun restaurant or something, she'll say, "Oh my gosh, mom, you have to go look at the bathroom." <laughs> okay, and it's it, like, it's more and more a thing. I mean, in Jackson, we were just up there and. I was like, go in the bathroom. I'm like, oh, because I'm always like, let me know if it's a good one. (laughs) We have to go check it out. (laughs) Well, I, yes, I love to look at those. And I love all the colors that you're using in there too. It is just so fun to see. 
I think that's so brave. That's something that I don't do in my own home as much as I would like to. So I think there is a talent to being able to add that color in a really bold and inspirational and magical way. So I love that you're able to do that, Lauren. Thank you. That is definitely part of our style and it will not go away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Signature. Part of your signature. Yeah. So besides all of your design projects, you're also opening a retail space in downtown Casper called Alma. Tell me a little bit about that, Lauren. I'm so excited to see it. Alma came about because we just keep doing more and more residential work and I just didn't have my hands on these pieces. And especially with COVID, it just made sense. I'm like, we don't have anywhere that has this style. These pieces we love, these things we get to see. And we're we're located in the center of the state. And I thought, okay, this could be a hub for other locations, anyone. Like it can be, and we'd like to get it online as well. So I thought if we, and it really will be a collection of home furniture, accessories, and again, focusing on Western artists and artisans, collaborating with, we have some ideas and projects of partnering with people, but, you know, home goods. And then it kind of, grew to a design center because the space is big enough for that. And we're like, okay, let's have tile and stone and cabinets and hardware and all of these things. So that it's not, it can be more geared towards clients or potential clients. And then our offices will be upstairs. And then we have an Airbnb that's like cheeky Western crazy up on the (laughs) top quarter, back quarter quadrant uh, that will be for clients and vendors and then just the general public as well. But this space helped us guide like how much we could do. But that was the focus. I just kept growing and growing. And I thought, okay, there's nowhere that you can do this. And it's completely different than a typical design center because it's it's our style. And we just want to offer things that people don't see, um, tiles and stones that we I don't see here that I use on projects that I have to go to other places to find. It's a niche market for sure. And we're hoping that it, when it opens in a month, that it's successful. We just moved in our office today. Yay. I still want to drive over there right after this podcast and go like, check it out again. <laughs> um, <doesn't> real, but, <laughs> but it was, it's my great grandmother's name and I've always loved it. I've loved her name. It also means soul and it has, just this really, it just sounds nice. And it just, I feel like it's like your home and like being the soul and like just having these things that feel like you. And, and she was, they were homesteaded by Centennial, Wyoming. There's just all these things about her and the name that I was like, that's it. That's the name. And so it'll be Alma Home. And then the Airbnb is Alma Away. Yeah. It'll be up and running. I hope in a month. We're doing inventory and trying to figure out what goes on our floor. I mean, I purchased pieces for like a year and a half. <laughs> so it's like Christmas every day right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Good to see everything and have it all come together. I know you said that one of your favorite parts of your job is actually seeing a project clear through to the end and just being able to walk away from it when it is in this really beautiful space. Yeah. So I can't wait for that because it's close, but uh, yeah, I mean, today felt really real, like just being in it and seeing the desk there. I was like, Oh my gosh, finally. 
but yeah, as we unpack in the following weeks, it's going to be so exciting. And I just, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm sure you're excited. I am so excited to see it too. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I can't wait for you to see it. With Alma, and I love that Alma home and Alma away. That is so cool. I live in Casper, but I'm really tempted to just come and stay in your Airbnb, Lauren. I think it just feels (laughs) so good to be there. (laughs) Me too. I'm like, I might be staying there too sometimes. vacation. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it, it would just feel almost otherworldly, I'm sure, because it just has to be so incredibly beautiful. And so your team is growing as well as you do all of these things. You have three employees now. I wonder what the benefits are of having employees and also if you're finding that it is challenging in some ways as well. Oh, that has been, gosh, the most rewarding thing. I I mean, I was so afraid to hire somebody because I was like, I do this. I know what I'm doing. I don't know how to explain things, you know, all the stuff. So a couple of people were, well, several people over the course of time were like, gosh, you really should hire somebody. And I was like, so reluctant. I mean, because even like hiring my accountant or my bookkeeper was like, oh, geez, do I spend money on this? It just was such a, just an aha moment when I was like, I can actually hire a bookkeeper because I hate <laughs> like anything related to that side of it. And so hiring an employee was such a big step. And I had a photographer take pictures and she was like, I just, my sister-in-law is moving here. She's fantastic. I really think you should meet her. And we went to lunch and it was like, boom, done. I was like, we just had this great synergy and I didn't even worry. I was like, we're going to figure this out. And she just could read me so well and just when you have someone that can, she knows my strengths and my weaknesses and like what I'm not good at. And she just takes charge and just does that in the best way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It helps me out so much. And I mean, it's just, I don't know what I would do. So I didn't know what I would do without Bethany. And then she came and, you know, was fabulous. And then um, I was realizing, okay, we need somebody to do more of our commercial work. And then we put an advertisement out and it was almost the same. It was like the similar feeling. I was met Andrea and it was like, and, you know, and people are like, Oh, these young people just don't have any sense of like urgency or they want, you know, they like, I don't know. I've heard all these things about these young people. And that has not been my experience at all. Like those two ladies are so driven. They take charge. They are lifesavers. And, you know, Beth, they both are incredibly talented and hardworking and care so much. And they just make my life and our business so much more fun. I, now I can't imagine being alone because our synergy and the way we work together and it's like multiplies, you know, what I can get done, but it's so much fun too. And we just hired Dana for our floor. And I mean, I just feel like everything is coming together. I'm like, oh my gosh, we just have this really great little, I I call our team small but mighty. I'm like, we're small but mighty. Like we all bring so much to the table. And it's just this really amazing little group that I feel super lucky to have. Oh, I'm so excited for you. That's such a big deal. And it is such a big step and wanting to have that team cohesion and then being able to maintain that too. It sounds like you're doing a great job of that and 
reaping all the benefits of it. I'm trying. I mean, and then I can't forget like Jim too. He does our, he's not technically my employee, but he's a lot of my 3D renderings and floor plans and stuff. And he's so fabulous to have a guy in there that like, just, he's so great. He just, <laughs> he brings a different energy because he's a man. And it's like, I love how it balances us. And it just is so fun. He's a great cook. He's funny. Like, it's just, yeah, I'm like, okay, what can I do to keep this thing, good thing happening? And so that's, that is a challenge as a business owner. It's like, okay, now it's on me. Like I have to give them the tools they need to succeed. Like I have to be present. I have to be really receptive to, you know, how do they communicate? What do they need? Like what, you know, what are their personalities like? So that's a thing that it's like, I've been learning the past year. I'm like, okay, now it's my turn to really hone in on what, what they need. I mean, how they can grow in a good way for themselves personally through me and what what I can teach them and then how we all can grow the business. So that's a goal of mine for this year, really focusing on how I can make this a better place for everybody else. I just want to say congratulations to you for everything. Really, you have done some amazing work in getting yourself out there of overcoming these challenges of hiring people of starting this this retail space that we all get to enjoy. Congratulations. And moving into your office as well, that's a, such a big step. And I'm so excited for you to really launch into this new phase of your business. You're so great, Stacey. Thank you so much. I really can't wait for you to be in it. <laughs> Me either. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be one of your first people. <laughs> I'll celebrate with you. <laughs> Sounds great. I would love it. I, I'm just so happy to be a part of it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you. I am too. Yeah. Thank you so much for everything. The, the only last question that I have for you, and I almost hate to ask you because you have so much going on right now, but I wonder what you see in your future now with Lauren Griffith Interiors and Alma are you looking further than just getting into your office and getting this retail space open? Do you have something further out there that you that you have your eye on? Always. I mean, I'd like to take Alma Home online and have um, a platform online. I want to meet more artisans and artists here and abroad that I believe in. So there's that part of it. I mean, I... For years, I thought about a book, so there's that. Yeah, there are some other things, too, that I just kind of have up my sleeve that I'm still pondering. So, oh. yes, I'm my wheels are always turning. For this year, I just want to focus on the retail, but after that, yeah, definitely more. There's more coming. Lauren, you are a true creative and a true entrepreneur, and you are so inspiring. I feel so inspired by you, and I so appreciate you joining me on my podcast today. It is such a treat. Oh, my gosh, for me too, Stacy. You're the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Take care, Lauren. You too. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Leading Life, a production by the Center for Conscious Communication, hosted by me, Stacy Carruth. I'd like to thank Ty Pierce for his artwork and technical guidance. If you haven't already, make sure to follow Leading Life on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. 
And if you enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening and catch you again next time.